Welcome to Smutty Scriptures, the podcast where three best friends gather together to explore the holy texts of fantasy romance novels. I'm Head Priest Blue Cromwell, and I'm joined by my sisters in sin, Cuttlefish and Purple Space Cat, to tell you all about our thoughts in this episode's sacred text, which is the second Throne of Glass novel, Crown of Midnight, and we are picking up at chapter 15 through 34. The end of 34. The end of 34, correct. I think we're going to do this every episode. Every episode. <laughs> every episode. <laughs> it's just one of our bits at this point, so. You're welcome. I'm fine Speaking of it. bits, I think we should just go right out the gate and say there was no ribbons. There was an opportunity None. for ribbons and there mm-hmm. was not one. Oh, there so, was pieces. But they were not there ribbons. There was a lot of pieces, but no ribbons. <laughs> I will tell you one thing. No watery bowels yet. There was Sarah, some toe curling, though. <laughs> we're looking for those words, those phrases. We know. Do you know there's a filter? There's a filter for it on On TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. I laughed so hard. My husband Mm -hmm. was very confused. I was like, don't (laughs) worry. He would never understand. (laughs) Is there there a TikTok filter for why the cover of this book has her looking like a drow (laughs) with silver hair, but instead she's actually, quote, golden? She has golden hair. Well, I have theories about that. I have theories about that because we know in the text, we know she's blonde. We know that's a thing. Though I will say for all of our uh, listeners here who might not know what the cover of this actual novel looks like, I'm actually reading a re-release of the covers. I think both of you, right, Cuddle and Purple, you both are reading the uh, edition right before mine, which does feature what is supposed to be the main character. And they very clearly are in like a selective color <laughs> little filter here uh, that does make their hair look uh, very great. But I think... I still have some weight. I don't know if you guys remember this on the first episode, but I think there's some weight behind the theory. I don't know. In my head, I'm like Elaine Tia and then like this whole thing, like Elaine, Elena and like Selena. I feel like they're going to become one at some point. And I just feel like that's when she's going to get like the mystical kind of hair, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's Sarah too. There has to be Faye. So like you're going to make your main character not Faye eventually. Like I expect a magical trans transformation you know to rival even that of sailor moon who was sarah j mass for uh, spoiler alert i uh, loves loves sailor moon and there are some sailor moon themes in these books so i do feel like she loves a good magical girl transformation so we will see it i i, I genuinely believe that are you I mean, magical transformation aside magical hair just gives me mortal combat <laughs> what was that lady's name with the with the hair that whipped around i don't know willow smith no, <laughs> wasn't it like I whip my hair? I'm gonna Google it. I whip my hair back and forth. I'm gonna Google it. But when, it, <laughs> when it's three months into the podcast and you completely derailed, <laughs> Mortal Kombat hair lady. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to tell me though? While Mal- she's looking for no, that, no, not Melina. This Are you lady. trying to? What's up? Yeah, Sindel. Yeah. Are you trying to tell me though that she gets a complete makeover? You think with. With her, her third name? Oh, is, that, well, is that it? Third time's a charm? Technically, this is her fourth name. Because she's also, she's Selena, she's Lillian, she's Elaine Tia, and Aileen. So by, well, she also by, has last names. So that's, No, never that's heard actually of that. More, that's, and, well, what? Also, <laughs> Selena, <laughs> Selena Sardothian might also not be her birth name from Terrace. So what you're, okay, so what you're trying to tell me then uh-huh. is... It's a buy four, get one free plus you get as, yes. as a purchasing gift, you get an additional makeover. Yes, I will say. I Everything mean, hear me out. must go. I'm not sure about all of our, our readers here. Again, or, you know, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler if you have not gone to the Akatar series. 
But every fucking character got a magical transformation. Feyre, Nesta, Elaine, whether it was against their will or not, they got all transformed and all pretty. And then Feyre and Nesta get transformed twice. They get transformed twice. They get more pliant bones so they can have babies. (laughs) Like, you know. And then Elaine got a whole half of personality okay listen you're gonna regret saying this when that next book comes out and you fall in love with her you know it's gonna happen yeah i know (laughs) but you know what we're not there yet we're we're (laughs) on a crown of what is this midnight midnight. (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong it's a completely different bible i mean sacred text of course of course (laughs) goofies all right well what are we thinking We, we were about a little bit over halfway now in this book have our general impressions kind of changed from the first half? What are we feeling with this? I have heard, Cuddle, that you have some controversial opinions. I'm not oh, sure about this yeah. particularly, but I'm ready I, to hear them. I mean, I, I passed the torch to you. I had all of the controversial things last time. Now it's your turn. Ooh, it's my turn next. <laughs> okay. You want me just to go straight out to the gate? Just like, dive just, in. I am glad Nehemia's dead. Okay, welcome to the last episode of Smutty Scriptures. Thank you all for listening. We'll be heading out now. (laughs) What do you mean? I guess okay, so I'm glad she's dead. Um, she needed to die. I never trusted her. She was a horrible friend. Asked for way too much from Selena and honestly was a little manipulative. And I feel like that's like kind of a good thing for Selena to that she's gone. This is wow. going to be our first fight on the podcast. <laughs> I hate it. I hate I everything about this. this. Yeah. First of all, first of all, yeah. how dare yeah. you? <laughs> okay. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. I, don't I guess. <laughs> now, I am not denying. Uh huh. I'm. I'm not denying that Nehemia was a boss ass bitch. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all can agree. I think that Nehemia was a lying, scheming character. Where? When did she lie? Okay, when she knew. She, she knew the whole time who Dorian was, as far as his magic was concerned. And she never told him until she did that magical word drawing thing. She offered him help, bro. No, yeah, no, she did. No, she kind yeah, she of did. forced the magic to appear because she was more worried and concerned about saving her own country and people than she was about Dorian. And himself and Selena and herself. That's why. Uh, wait, no, 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 no. You are saying that she's wrong for putting her entire country and people ahead of these two individuals she just met a couple months ago. I'm I just mean, her, saying she's kind of in charge of the the safety and welfare of her people. It's kind of in the job description. But have you considered Dorian's feelings? Ew. Like I, 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 I am. I don't think she did. Well, well, it was really nice silent. having a podcast, That's... and <laughs> I gotta say, okay, um... okay. So, okay, first of all, she she also knew about the word marks. She lied to Selena like so many times about, oh, I don't know, and like put off about the door and like the eye in the in the mm-hmm. fucking dungeon or whatever. Didn't tell her. Went behind her back. Uh-huh. Went to go have a conversation with Elena. Uh huh. Where they had this like a little plan where she's like, you know what you have to do, and then boom, she's dead. That was her agreeing to die for Selena's benefit, uh, and she protected her the whole time. Uh, that's a heckin' sacrifice. It's yeah. selfish. 
It's oh my god! A sacrifice <laughs> is selfish. Oh, you, wow. know what? you know what? Hold on, we gotta get Tell into this. Tell me, raised by a narcissist, without telling me you were raised by a narcissist. Oh my god, mommy issues part two. Stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I have to get into this. Purple, I want to hear your general impression after this, but I need to just jump ahead a tiny little bit because we're going to have a lot of words about one of these scenes because I was, you know, reading and I was thinking about the podcast and, uh, you know, I, I keep in mind our subjects as we go through and, uh, you know. It's an interesting thing for our, to call our readers or listeners. Subjects? Our subjects. Our subjects, yes. Our yeah. loyal <laughs> our loyal subjects. When I was reading, when I got to the part, and I'm sure I bookmarked it here, the section where... Nehemia is calling Selena out. That this okay, yeah, this is going to be chapter twenty-four for me. That is page. It's around the two hundreds here. Two hundred six is where it ends in the holy text. Twenty what? Sorry, uh, 24. twenty-four. Very end of twenty-four, right before twenty-five. I'm going to tell you something right now. I picked Nehemia for my favorite character at this line that you are a coward. You are nothing more than a coward. Because Selena needed to be called out, in my opinion. And I think Selena is very selfish. <laughs> and I think, again, you know what? She has a very powerful position. Obviously, she's telling her here, you have all of this time. You have, you have a very uh, weighty goal here, uh, you know, of, of your freedom. And obviously, that is important to you as an individual. But you are a very powerful person to be able to actually help people uh, who are in need. Uh, especially since you were in a fucking slave camp, like, fucking a year ago, tops. And I just felt like this chapter to me, I was like, this is, like, before everything else that happens with Nehemia, I was like, this is my favorite character. Because Selena needs that. Selena can't hide from this forever. No, but this, this, the end of this chapter, their whole fight was kind of pushy. Yeah, which she's like, I can't, like... Selena's going through a lot, you know, and she doesn't want to do the king's bidding and stuff like she's she's struggling with it. And she, you know, gets kind of like he almost gives her an ultimatum, basically saying, unless you start lying and putting yourself in danger, I can't be friends with you anymore. And I just don't vibe with that. Like nobody around the king wants to be doing what they're doing. And I felt like it was kind of unfair for Nehemia to ask that of her at this point. And I I also did not like this chapter stood out for me also. And this conversation stood out for me also, but in a very different way. Because I was mm. like, wow, bro, like she is doing her fucking best. <laughs> Chill out. I understand you got some problems. But like, if I'm honest, that kind of seems like a you problem because it's your country and we've got other shit to deal with also so like calm down bro i i don't know maybe i'm just a horrible person there's no way i mean like because it's just like so because it'd be one thing like obviously the whole plight of nehemia's people is not necessarily selena can maybe personally identify with right but at the same time she even says if Endovia and the plight of my people cannot move you, what will? If, if fucking being tortured for months at a time by this horrible, horrible person isn't enough to inspire the seed of, of disrespect and to not have, a, you know, maybe more, at this point, uh, like blind obedience. Obviously, we know Selena has not been actually killing all of these people. But she still said all those things even after she found that out. So even after she's finding out that she is being disobedient, she is putting her neck out there on the line. 
to 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 find all of these other uh what do you what do you call them like against the rebels sure uh, you know she's finding this this group of rebels or whatever in in town she has no idea that Nuhemia the entire time has been involved in that exact group that she's trying yeah. to find. And she's told at that moment, which would have been a wonderful opportunity for Nehemia to speak up and say something, she even asks specifically about Archer. So if this was really about her wanting to team up with Selena, that's the moment that it should have happened. And Nehemia kept her mouth shut. No, but it couldn't have happened because she calls her out and she says, I didn't realize that you were just doing that to keep your conscience clean. You're not doing it because you're disobeying him. You're not doing it out of helping anyone. You are doing it strictly for Selena. You are doing it strictly for your own conscience. So why would you why would you involve somebody at that point? If, if you're going to call them out and be like, hey, well, I thought that was like a sign of like, like, maybe if Selena was like, yeah, dude, I'm doing that because, like, fuck the king, man. He sucks. Maybe Nehemia would be like, I right, cool, well, let me tell you a little something. But instead, she's like, oh, so you just haven't been killing them because you're not really, like, feeling it? You don't want to have, like, a bad dweem later? Like, I <laughs> no, that's I the- think I think this is, like, a case of they're both kind of being dicks. They're both being pushy. They're both being dicks. They're not being very good friends to each other. And I think it boils down to fucking not communicating. <laughs> that is the the most irritating thing to me <laughs> is people fucking not communicating. If they had just shut the fuck up and actually sat down like civilized people and had a goddamn conversation, um, this would not have happened. But she didn't have it, time for that. She had to die next chapter. She's like really busy. Well, but it, it also kind of seemed like right whenever Selena is like finally happy and she's expressing, oh my gosh, like all these things, Naomi is just like stab, stab, stab. And she's like, wow, like cool that you're happy. Have you thought about the millions of people who aren't happy? And it's like, come on, bro. Like you can't even one fucking day, one fucking day where you just have this conversation and you're like happy for your friend. You want to manipulate her into into doing at like freeing your country. Wait, but then she d- and now in so like in Nehemia's defense, I feel like Selena gets really defensive, and then she kind of backs herself into a corner and like just she always falls apart whenever mm-hmm. there's confrontation. And then she starts saying like some crazy ass shit every fucking time there's confrontation. She's like, what, 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 what do you, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, girl, what the fuck? Shut your mouth. Like, that's not what you actually <laughs> like mean. Like year old. Yeah. What? Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> so, but like, we know that Selena is, you know, wanting to not support the king and, and all his bullshit, you know, but she doesn't want to say that to Nehemia because I don't fucking know, but she doesn't communicate well, which I think goes into purple's thing. Purple's yeah. point. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see how Selena reacts to the, all of this as well, too. I think that could play out in a I, certain type of way. I, just, I, I, just, hate, I hate the trope of they have to break in order to, to rise above whatever they need to rise above. Why? Why does everybody always have to break before okay. they can be? No, that's brainwashing. <laughs> okay. And it's just not kind. But Why can't people be kind? But like form care. Selena has all the tools to not have to have her die. Bro, she has like a literal like interaction with like basically like some type of like god spirit, goddess, whatever. 
And she's still like, damn, I ain't doing that shit. So I don't know. Maybe Selena is the type of character that needs to go through some shit because she had the tools. She was yeah. the main character, you know, living her main character moment. I have a feeling I know what we're doing for Bay of the Day, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to be grumbly <laughs> in the corner. I'm like, no. But, I don't know. Uh, I just think it was just a little selfish, that's all. Sure. Do you have any other impressions? Or Obviously, that's pretty much the standout <laughs> part of this like section, but do you have anything else as far as like a general? Like, you have this whole love arc with, with Kale. True. And there yeah. are definitely some thoughts. That, like, there's pieces in here where she describes him and I'm like, don't do a fucking mate. Don't, don't be a mate. Don't be a mate. And she says, where is it? Uh, There's like a golden chain attaching them yeah. to each other. Yeah. Something she like that. that. A couple of times from both of the perspectives, not just hers. I, I dislike. I love the cake. Yeah. The cake was cute. I was like, yes, cake. I'm here for it. Cake is necessary. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Here it is. I'm just trying to find where it. 189 yeah <laughs> nice, okay. i think our pages are at least the same yeah they should the be covers this, this are is, different uh, this scene for all of our uh, people following along um chapter 23 this is when they are uh in a broom closet or no this is <laughs> no they're in a bedroom here yeah they're in the bedroom but i i loved uh, i loved how he kissed all of her scars i thought that was like it's gross but like it's super sweet I can't. I can't find the other one. I'll. I'll find it, and I'll. I'll have to say it in a minute. You're like, okay. yeah, it was page whatever, whatever. When she said, <laughs> "What about you, purple?" Then while we're while Cuddle's looking for that, as far as dude, your general- some motherfucking shit happened. There's yeah. so much that happened. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, okay, oh, 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 more things. Think, okay, things. Um, but okay, lady with iron teeth. <laughs> yes. So, this was not something that my mother told me about when I was a child. Is this because of lack of brushing, overbrushing, um, and why are her nails also iron? You got iron nails, iron teeth, which apparently never puncture her tongue or her lips. Or <gasps> could you fucking imagine biting your lip on accident? Or he tried to be sexy, you're just like, and then you just, ah, sorry, I'm just, don't mind me. I'm just going to bleed all over myself. It's total, no, just, I can't. It just, I can't do teeth. And <laughs> sure. I found that page. Go ahead. Page 211, the bottom paragraph is whenever I feel like they're they're going into the, Faded mates section, she says <clears throat> in the scripture, it reads, His holy soul was bound to hers by some unbreakable chain. Until. And then I was like, No, <laughs> no, please. Don't do it. But yes, the teeth. Yes, teeth. I, I kind of love that she was Baba Yaga, but yeah, Baba Yellow Legs. <laughs> yeah, that was a little I... on the nose. I'm going to be honest, Sarah. I appreciate it, but it was a little. I kind of love it mm-hmm. because I feel like so many Sarah J Mass characters, or at least the ones that I have that I have come in contact with up to this point through Akatar and then now the first and second book of the series here, Throne of Glass. Yeah. They're almost like all really fucking hot, really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, very rarely do we get like these, you know, creepy, ugly characters. 
Like, and the ones that we have, I fucking love them. Is it the cereal? Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. <laughs> love the cereal. Iconic. Um, yes. And I Let's love the, the witch in the woods, right? In um, the other one, I forget what we called her, but I loved her. The weaver? Yeah, yeah, the weaver. Mm-hmm. She, well, she was like gross, but like not really gross. Yeah. Because rude. even Baraxis was just <laughs> scary, but not even creepy. Like it was just dark cloudness. Yeah, the void. So you can't really say that one's like, mm. then you had Lanthus, which was also described as really hot. So you can't really say that. And yeah. then you had the. Oh, the thing the, in the lake. Yes. Did not flames. like that one, actually. That gave me some very scary thoughts. But then you even have the bone carver was described as like a child or whatever. You know, like it's very cute, happy thing. I love whenever Sarah's like, let me rip off my gloves here and give you something that'll really fucking scare you. And she's good at it because that was a very vivid picture in my brain to which I was like, oh my God, (laughs) get away from her. Mm -hmm. She's going to eat you. (laughs) Like it was very um, the last unicorn. Yes, okay. that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. It's giving me ma- Mama. What's what was her name? Mama, Mama, something. Please hold. I shall Google. <laughs> Last unicorn. But uh, it was. I, I imagined like I imagined that character in my head, but with these teeth. And uh, okay. whether that's accurate or not, I I think it's a brilliant characterization of that character and it just i loved it mommy fortuna yes Mm. mommy fortuna Mm -hmm. from the last unicorn she was giving very mommy fortuna vibes (laughs) sure and i was here for it yeah i liked the whole character i was just like okay baba yellow legs like "Mm." (laughs) yeah (laughs) like the name itself was on the nose but the character i did it i i appreciate it i thought that was interesting by all means i have to say whenever i saw the name the first time um i didn't say yellow legs i said baba yaga in my head mm-hmm. you know because i rename everybody anyways and then right. my brain immediately went to john wick what? yeah yeah <laughs> because he's baba yaga and i was like wait a minute did they see john wick at the carnival <laughs> <laughs> he just sitting there iron teeth stuff. iron nails <laughs> i take it back i'm okay if she makes them hot as long as they're on the reeves <laughs> Damn, Baba Yaga. Is that the fan cast? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, Kiana, we want you to play this old witch lady. Also, can I say, uh, yes, break me open and suck the marrow out? Uh, Yes, mommy, please. You were going a different direction there with that sentence. (laughs) Don't, with how she's eating the chicken legs. I was like, God damn. Um, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you leave no stone unturned here. <laughs> we need some of this energy in other places of the book. <laughs> One day. One day somebody <laughs> scriptures will live up to their name. Monday? <laughs> Someday. Don't listen. <laughs> I'm so pissed off that it's fade to black. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so pissed Honestly. off. I, I heard it gets better in the third and fourth book, so hopefully that continues but we'll see uh so other other um general impressions i it's kind of irritating to me how prince uh, douchebag has magic and it's not like specific it's just like i'm gonna throw books at myself 
And I thought it was funny. I was a little upset that he put them back haphazardly, but that's just a <laughs> person in me who, who hates things being out of order. And um, I thought the the stone wall breaking thing was kind of cool. But it's just sure. it's frustrating how he's got magical powers, but like they're not consistent. Mm. Like yeah. we've seen consistent magical powers and other, um, you know, Sarah stuff. Yeah, that's frustrating. Um, they did kind of mention about our main our main lady having possible magic powers of moving really quickly because she like legit outran a horse and an ancient one. Right? No. Oh, no. Not, not that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, <laughs> she describes herself as ancient once. And then she described, yeah, she did that once. I was like, that? really? You have ancient eyes? <laughs> the ancient thing inside of you? You're ancient? And oh. then she described the horse's eyes as ancient. I was like, I mm, so okay. all I'm hearing is that Selena plays Barbie Horse Adventure. Yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe when... we just don't have access to a thesaurus. When when does she say that she's got ancient eyes? Is that when Kale that. is gifted the horse, maybe? No, I think it was like when she was in the prison. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I, I loved the witch thing. I wanna know more about that because it's mm. it's I don't know. It just was super intriguing. Like, I want to know more about these, like, witches and the time. I would totally fucking read a little mini novella or something that kind of went through their history because that sounds cool shit. Like, I just want to, like, a little lore book on the the witch kingdom and the Cochrane dynasty and all that. Like, I thought that shit was fucking cool shit. Yeah. It's a really cool idea. I love, I love the creativity with that. Um, and not making them like she has a ward on her nose and they're all really pretty in the daytime and then like you know what I mean I, I like the fact that they've got fucking iron teeth bro like that's cool as shit <laughs> yeah um, that was just and a I really just, creative yeah. way of saying braces oh don't ruin it <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> she's sitting there braces they've, they've all got lips and acne or lists and acne <laughs> uh, like I was actually me. thinking about what rust would be like would you like me to read your <laughs> Oh, no. Dorian's just like, ah, never mind. It's okay. Actually, that's wild. Yeah, it would be nice to get some backstory on her. But honestly, we still have a decent chunk of the book left. We still have um, 20 or so, 21 or so odd chapters. So maybe she'll have some future appearances. Could be fun. If we run into her again, maybe get some more info. It did kind of allude to the uh, we think she's older than what she said, like after her yeah. stories or whatever. I don't remember where this other ancient thing was. She describes her her herself as ancient. I know uh, Dorian described the thing inside of him as ancient, and then she also described the horse's eyes as ancient. Hmm. Because I was like, "Wow, girl, you saying you're like a horse? Are we saying the horse is magical? My God, is it a magical horse? Not the and I was like, "Oh my God, was Sarah?" I was like a Sarah horse girl. God, I mean, hey, whatever she's going to do. Yeah, as far as the ancient thing, I'm not really seeing that too much. Were you looking for any particular section, Cuddle? I don't, I'm I'm trying to find a, a favorite part, and I can't, again, I don't really have one. That's fine. 
You're not going to say <laughs> Nehemiah's death just to be that guy. You no. can't. I'll allow it. Everyone has <laughs> no, to have their no, moment. No. <laughs> That's fair. I, I would say for me, um, one of the things I liked, it, it's a, not a smaller moment. But I really liked the moment that Selena received the letter about Kale being in trouble. Mm-hmm. Which is chapter 27, approximately page 215. I really liked the moment of uh, every one of the restraints she's locked into place uh, after she rampaged through Endovia, snap three, and icy, endless rage swept through her, wiping away everything except the plan that she could see with brutal clarity. The killing calm. I'm just really here for female rage. Yes. Yeah. And yes. I felt like that whole section. I really enjoyed it because we, I think we, I can't remember if it was the first half of this book or if it was the last book that we were like, okay, you're like this crazy talented assassin. Let me see it. I felt like this is the first taste of like, okay, I'm going back to like old me and I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm killed 20 people in a few minutes. I don't give a fuck. And like, I, whew, it's probably not great of me to love that so much. Um, <laughs> but just the, just the rage, just the fact that we're finally seeing like, a little bit of what Selena is capable of. Cause like you said to what her, fir- one of her first jobs, um, cause she had killed that, um, person in his office when she found that word mark book and she was like poisoned and walked back. And then she's like, Oh my God, yeah. I'm like sick as fuck. Like that was not a very, sorry, Selena, not a very first, Im- very good first impression <laughs> for us as readers to yeah. your uh, assassin ability. I mean, which would be fine normally if you hadn't like claimed to be like the best assassin of all time and every character is like hyping you up. Um, but it was nice. It was nice to see some protectiveness over Kale and it was nice to see the female rage and it was nice to see uh, her actually being an assassin. Badass motherfucker. Yeah. I was like, yeah. God damn. I love how, how, how Carol was just like, Oh no, it's not me. <laughs> Watch it's out. her. Yeah, she gonna fuck you up. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't have to leave these chains. You're all gonna die. <laughs> oh, bad things are gonna happen to you here. You are really in for a surprise. He goes. Yeah, I I love that. I I, and I do remember saying like, oh my gosh, it's I was so excited for her. Like, oh, show me, Pooh, show me all yeah. your like ninja skills and shit. And uh-huh. I was like, that you almost die. Like you. Yeah. Or do we need training wheels to get back in the saddle? Like, what's <laughs> going on here? And then, yeah, I loved also just the writing. I think of that section, the way that the that Sarah paced up to that, and how she kind of unwound the the urgency mm-hmm. leading up to her booking it to Kale's room. I really liked that. It was very. It felt very natural. Of how, like, it made me want to be like, oh my God, I gotta read faster because it was like, oh shit, like something's actually bad happening. And right. I, I loved that. That was really good. It was very uh, masterfully written. Yeah, I really appreciated it. I, I know a lot of people say, um, uh, like, the writing of these books, like, progressively gets better. And I feel like we're like on our ramp up into third and fourth book because a lot of people seem to say, like, they prefer that even to like the Akatar books, which is what we obviously loved. But I- I'm very, right. I'm I'm ready, Sarah. I'm trying not to go in overhyped for the rest of these books, <laughs> but the writing is is getting there. It's kicking off, so I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to be impressed. You know, I'm ready to get my heart ripped out of my chest. Ooh. Did uh, <laughs> did you guys? Oh, you kind of. 
So. Yes, if you if you turn to in our scriptures to page two thirty three, which is the very first page of chapter thirty. This is whenever she discovers Prince Nina, Princess Nina, Nina, uh being all dead and shit. And uh, she says uh, she just stayed there letting the others fan out around her as they rushed to assess the three cooling bodies in the room. That ancient, ageless drum, her heartbeat pulsed through her ears, drowning out any sound. So she described herself as ancient. Ah, ancient, ageless drum, her heartbeat. Interesting. Okay. I almost... When she's in this like female rage kind of hulked out version of her, mm-hmm. I almost get like extreme disassociation. Sure, I know yeah. it's supposed to be powers, but like, are we suggesting that there's powers and mental health conditions? Because I'm here for it. Honestly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, if depression could give me like some superpowers, or anxiety could give me heightened senses, like yes, 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 give me all of. I am literally more powerful than Superman, so. It's yeah. not executive dysfunction. It's actually my superpowers <laughs> taking over and redirecting my ancient magical energy to something that's more important for my survival. Right. Mm, exactly. And I just love this journey for me. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I can see that. She definitely becomes very different. She's like, there are three things I know. That Kale is gone. That I'm going to fuck some people up. And fine dining. That's all. That's all she's got. Maybe her four names. She keeps those handy. My favorite scene was definitely whenever uh, Carol was talking to his captors and saying, no, it's not me. It's her. Don't worry about me. (laughs) That that was my favorite, my favorite part so far. Sure. And just like the faith that he had in her. He was just like, oh, no, you, you got this, man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I know you didn't really necessarily have a favorite cuddle. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that you might have one or two moments as your least favorite. I well, I mm. definitely have that. Um, <laughs> I, I would have to say, I think if I had to pick like one moment, mm-hmm. it was when he went to go get her chocolate cake, and mm-hmm. like the first time when on page one forty six, if you turn in your scriptures. Um, I don't know what chapter that's in, but um, they're both like, like, I like how in the beginning when they start describing their relationship and how it's come becoming more intimate and stuff, he's just so damn sweet. And I, I, I really like that. And I, not just for her, but in general, I, I like the description and I, I guess it kind of speaks to, you know, what kind of partners I, I, you know, like having. But the fact that he just gets up to go get the cake and doesn't like bitch, he doesn't, you know, give her a hard time. And he's just like, no, I'm just, I'm going to go get that for you because that's what you want. And she's just like, okay, <laughs> like, I love that. And I think it's very, very sweet. It's very endearing and it's a minor part, but I, I think that's the little things that often get overlooked that are important to show your partner that you love them. Whenever I read stuff like that, though, like on that same page, 146, she's doing a little bit of inner dialogue. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, uh, it could rise again if we could find more men like him. Mm-hmm. It just seems to me like she likes the idea of what he is and what he represents more than she likes him specifically. So it, 
it might be, you know, like the writing. It may be like the age of, of the author at that point. Or maybe she really actually doesn't love him specifically. Maybe she really just likes the idea of having men be better. <laughs> sure. I'm not trying to ma- mail bash, but <laughs> maybe she reads too many books like us. <laughs> Well, I think there's a certain element of, sorry, just real quick, uh, where she hasn't really experienced good people very often. Like she, I mean, what her, okay, so her parents gone, didn't really have much relationship with them, probably. Yeah, hate to see it. Then she becomes an assassin. Things happen that are not great that whole time. Like, it's, it's her lifestyle in a way. I think she's probably just awestruck by how good he is. But what were you gonna say, Cuddle? I was just going to say, if you go down two more paragraphs, she says that she and Kale would never be a normal boy and girl. I find it weird that she calls them boys and girls, by the way, but whatever, we're going to move on. Sure. But perhaps in that, perhaps in that world, they would, they could make a life of their own. She wanted that life because even though he'd pretend nothing had happened after the dance they shared last night, something had, and maybe it had taken her this long to realize it, but this man she wanted that life with him. So I, I, I see. Yes. It's I think with she's him, not with him. <laughs> I see your point, but I think that she's young and naive. I definitely feel that, but I, I don't want to cheapen what they have at that point because I, we listen, we've yeah. all been there. Um, we've First all, what? <laughs> we've all had those kinds of relationships, but that doesn't mean that what you felt wasn't real. And it doesn't mean that you didn't have a connection with that person. Sure. It just means that that person probably wasn't right for you forever, which is why I don't want them to be mates, but I don't want to say that like him getting the cake and stuff like, well, but like, it's not really love because it is, it's a form of love. Sure. I think it's almost her finding I, I feel like he's a catalyst for her to love her does that make sense yeah almost like her first experience like getting what she deserves out of a person apart would it be second because of prince dorian i think prince yeah. third because uh, of sam well sam was apparently okay. good i don't know about dorian sam apparently was perfect okay there's a lot of her like kale versus sam in here they're trying really really hard to draw that parallel. Um, I, I wish we knew Sam's story a little bit better or had some kind of snippets or a flashback to kind of go along with her on that journey. But I just feel so disconnected from Sam. Yeah. But I don't feel disconnected from Kale. And I see this and I think that these are very like loving behaviors. And I, I love that she's kind of finally understanding what it feels like to be loved in that mm-hmm. way. And f- like, hopefully, trying to fix it in her mind where she feels like she deserves them. Yeah. And then right after that, another piece that I is the same. Well, next page one forty seven. Sure. Um, I also flagged that one and said that um, she didn't want to disturb him, and then she brushed his her fingers through his short hair and grazed them along his cheek. And I just felt like that's there's small gestures, but I feel like they're ones. Weather. 
She did. <laughs> she was <laughs> like, sweet you're gestures. so wonderful. I'm taking the cake. <laughs> Queen. But there, it's like a, it's like a sweet level of intimacy that we get to see there with yeah. both him being, you know, serving her with the cake and, and her affectionately touching him. And those are both like love languages. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's sweet. And it's, I, I just, I like the sincerity. It's, a lot different than some of the other smuttier pieces um, that I also rather enjoy. <laughs> but I, I like that she's also included some very sincere ones. That's all. I can see that. Yeah. Um, Blue, did you have a, a least favorite part? Which which uh, one was yours? Kind of kind of going off of that, actually. I would say, um, like, I, I appreciated the relationship between Kale and Selena and, but obviously we get to the end of chapter 31, which is about 245 in the scripture. Um, and I, I wouldn't say it's a least favorite. Like, I wouldn't change it. But it did make me feel something because I was like, oh, well, I don't think that's going to work out anymore. Um, just the final two lines of he had lost her and she would never in a thousand lifetimes let him in again. I do believe he is right I don't know if these two are going to recover from that. Maybe to become friends, maybe where Selena won't instantly want to murder him upon sight. That could be fun. Um, (laughs) Because he didn't know, obviously. Romance has been built on less. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it felt like a breakup in a way. And it was was messy. And it was was hard to see Selena in love and losing her virginity. Hate that. Um, But whatever. Go off. Um, Love that consent, though. Yeah. Yeah. We love that. But, you know, to see that relationship build and and how important those two are to each other, to see it lost in such a uh, in such a way is sad. Again, would I change it? No, I don't think I don't. I I didn't think Hale was like endgame necessarily, but uh, it's sad to see it go. It's sad to see it go because I don't know what that means for Selena. I'm telling you communication <laughs> no <laughs> you know i don't yes. think <laughs> i honestly won't. don't think that it'll be salvaged either i'm with you so on either. that one and i don't think it should be salvaged i think yeah you know it, it, yeah communication but i think on a fundamental level again i think they're both good for each other in passing seasons not for a lifetime yeah I, they're not but, and that's okay. It's okay to have relationships that are only there for a season. Uh, as long as you can recognize that and you can move forward. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with both of them being able to learn something about themselves and what they deserve and what they like and what they don't like and mm-hmm. be able to move forward in a positive direction for the rest of their lives. That's still a valuable relationship to have had. And I think they both did that. He's really having to struggle and come to terms with whether he's more loyal to himself and his heart or this position that he finds himself in in the court. And that's a struggle that he needed to have brought to light in order to grow as a character and grow as a person. And Selena did that for him. And I think that that's a really valuable piece. So I know we usually talk about this a little bit later, but I think that they're not going to get back together. But, but. Mm. I think that he's also not going to live without her. 
I think that something is going to happen to where he has to lay down. His, he has to choose his loyalty, and he has to lay down his life for uh, Selena Gomez. And uh, <laughs> after the breakup, you think? I think he's going to be like, "Look, I really didn't know. I'm like legit sorry. I know you'll never forgive me, but it doesn't matter. I love you, and I'm going to die now. Okay, thanks, bye." And then she's going to be all like. Oh, and he meant it. Moving on. Sure. And he's going to get got. But that's going to be like a redemption thing. Or he's going to choose his loyalty to her and stuff. And then he's going to get dead. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I see him dying. But, uh, I mean, I didn't see Princess Nehemia dying. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Poor Princess. No, 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 no. But, yeah, I'd say that's my least favorite part. It's bittersweet. It's it's growth. You're never with the first person you date, Selena. Okay, you, you're gonna <laughs> you eventually you grow. Most likely, um, no hate to the listeners who have been you know you date the same person since high school. That's great. That's that's fantastic. Uh, but a lot of the times, uh, you know, that growth is not um, always a steady chart up. Um, sometimes you need to experience different things to different people. So, so would you say Princess dying was what surprised you the most? I would say yeah. I wasn't I wasn't expecting it. I actually like bookmarked like not a particular section, but just the entirety <laughs> of chapter twenty five because I was like, what is what are we what are we doing here? Obviously, like there was kind of this implication of like, oh, one of them has to break, blah 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 blah. Um and whatnot. But I did not I did not think with how Princess Nanana's her her importance to her people and her mission that she would die at this point in the story, especially in such a brutal way. So yeah, I was surprised by that. What, did you guys see it coming? I mean, I definitely did not see the complete redecoration of her chambers. <laughs> um, it's one way with to say herself. it. <clears throat> Ribbons everywhere. Um, <laughs> no, not ribbons. <laughs> um, I think it was specifically called pieces. Oh, too small to ribbons. <laughs> I kind of thought something was going to happen whenever, like, I was tipped off in chapter twenty-five on page two hundred seven in the scriptures when they're talking about which one of them has to break, and oh my gosh, all these things. Do you understand? I was like, oh shit! All right, so we're either going to kill one of the two. Or we're going to kill ourselves. And then when it was like, we need to have a private meeting, I'm going to need you. And I was like, ah, okay. Well, that's that. So that's cool. Somebody's dying. <laughs> I think right. it's her. She's a martyr, though. Our people in chapter 33 were really a instant I, rebellion. <laughs> what did you think of that? The The flip to the unknown people in the mines. I thought that was powerful as shit when she's like, uh, when the worker added her name to the list. Same with um the fucking singer. Oh, I got goosebumps when oh, when they oh, executed yeah, her. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Can you talk oh, like cool. if that was a movie or some shit, Oscar God. worthy right there? Like that would be the moment. Chills. That would be incredible. Yeah, I loved that. Like, I did not love that, but I I loved the way that it was written. It was very powerful. <laughs> Do not turn it for her. <laughs> oh my God, yes, girl boss, queen. Yes. No, no. <laughs> Wait, go back. <laughs> yeah, I just I love the way this 
piece of, this piece of the the book is written. I, I guess mm. I think I've just I I love it so much. I I tell you what I don't love though. Uh, I do have a least a oh. significant least favorite, and that would be on one seventy three <laughs> in chapter twenty twenty one, the end of chapter twenty one, when um she is Selena is super sad because parents dead anniversary tenth anniversary sad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and Kale's like, how can I fix it? And for a minute, he says, with my penis. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, I swear to God, Kale, if you do that, I swear to everything <laughs> for this holy. Uh, yeah, because then he's just like, oh, like I'm realizing where my hands are. And he's like, I shove that feeling down, even as the silken texture of her hair against his fingers. Made him want to bury his face in it and smell, and the smell of her, laced with mist and night, had him grazing his nose against her neck. Boy, if you don't fucking calm your <laughs> shit, I listen, if that had been me, I would have kneed him and kicked him the fuck out. Like, don't yeah. fucking come and be like, eh, eh, I'm, my parents died, bro. He, yeah, he said, <laughs> you can call me daddy, ain't no problem. <laughs> so, wow. No. <laughs> So much if, though. <laughs> if she kept touching him like that, his control was going to slip completely. That is not the time for you, <laughs> for you to have fucking sexual tension. Read yeah. the damn room. No, he's illiterate. The fuck? Like, gross. Sorry. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm better now. I just hated that part. <laughs> I don't blame you. Star Trek does, I know that we're not talking about it, but Star Trek does the same fucking thing. Like, I can't stand watching the original Star Trek uh, uh, seasons because they fucking did the same thing. Every single problem was, I could fix it with my penis. And I'm like, dear God, find you. This is all about science. Find a different way to solve your problems. <laughs> That's biology, baby. <laughs> it's still science. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm sorry. No. Gross. I'm on my fuckboy shit tonight, I guess. I don't know. All right. So that fuckboy shit is <laughs> my least favorite character. Nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fair. I I'll leave. Kid. You guys have a nice night. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who is your favorite and least favorite? We my- already know you don't like uh, Princess Nananana. <laughs> yeah. No, she's my least favorite character. I, Yeah. Favorite character, I think, is Selena. Um, honestly, cool. I just really loved the female rage moments and her kind of mm-hmm. coming into her own. I I also enjoyed thoroughly the. If you go back to page one eighteen, one nineteen, they this theme kind of traveled throughout the the section here where we have. On one hand, we have this connection with Kale, and they're looking at each other, and they're smiling, and they have this this connection. And then it switches to the POV of Dorian, and at the end, he says that she never looked at me like that, and um, he says that he has to let her go. And I, mm-hmm. I loved the... It's almost like a metaphor for character growth. Because we have Dorian being like the past self and we have Kale being the self that is initially, you know, going into this growth um, Mm -hmm. and being the better version of them. And 
it, I just loved the the metaphor that it and it carries throughout the section whenever they're looking at um you know Baba Yaga and and what have sure. you and they're they're both so protective over her and I think that's fine but I I really enjoyed that so it's hard for me to not say Kale or Dorian because of the parts that they're playing in this Okay. But I think what they're doing for Selena makes Selena's growth so much more prevalent and that I'm enjoying quite a bit. Okay. I can see that. I'm going to oh. flop your least favorite character to my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's Princess crazy. Nehemia. Ha, <laughs> ha, ha. Um, I really, obviously for, for what we've already discussed, um, I appreciated everywhere that character was taken uh, besides the end there. Uh, I mean, necessary probably for the progression of the political plotline, but you know, uh, I appreciated where that character went as far as a favorite, least favorite. I don't know if I really had anything too substantial. I mean, I will say I was disappointed that Kale did not alert her to the situation even before I knew what was going to happen. Just, <laughs> it's kind of suspicious, Kale. Like, isn't a red flag maybe flashing really quickly? Like, oh, you want to meet there, and I gotta keep it a secret, especially from this one person who you know is like a who will go into a fit of rage when they see them gone. Like, again, I'm not sure how much is related to that. How much is related to this? Uh, did Princess Nehemia die as like a sacrifice? Was did she have a sacrificial death and then someone came in to sacrifice, like, not really sacrifice, but decimate her body? Like, I don't really know the details necessarily, but I do think, like, Kale, man. Kale. Like, I hate to put him at my least, but just, like, the, the decision to... I want to spend the... I could imagine my life with this person. And, and kids and, like, escaping. And, and when you're free, I'll go with you to... I don't know, that piece of information doesn't really seem important. I know that's, like, your bestie. And I know that, like, the king is, like, a little suspicious, but I'm just not going to tell you. And I did not appreciate that level of communication be just because of how much Selena is willing to do for Kale. It's like, Kale, bro, the bare minimum. Mm. The, the, <laughs> the bar is on the floor. The bottom of the barrel, man. <laughs> just tell her. Uh -huh. like, I get it. Obviously, this is a choice on Sarah J. Mass's part, so that's why I'm not harking on, to, on Kale too much. I do like him as a character, but for this section, I, I'm just going to give him that. So you hate Reese also, right? Uh, a Court of Silver Flames, Reese, yes. Yeah, because it's very, it's it's very Nesta and Cassian, and it's very Reese and uh, Era. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, one thing I'm going to say, because obviously this is not that guitar's thing, but maybe we'll have, we're going to have to reread them at some point and go over it. But just the fact that, like, Vera's, like, never keep information from me ever again. She was so pissed off about the whole mate situation. She, like, stormed off in a cabin for days. And then Reese, like, doesn't tell her that she's, like, probably going to die in childbirth. And, like, she's just like, oh, I'll talk with him. Well, they. Bitch. They are going to die. They have a death pact. So yeah, you're when not tell one her? dies, the other one dies also. So not only would she be dying, their entire family, baby included, would be dying. Yeah, sure. So she's not going to tell her that. Like she doesn't. He doesn't like give her any authority in that scenario. Not only would they be losing all of their family, right? <laughs> but then you're also going to keep in mind that means their entire court mm -hmm. would be heirless. So who the fuck would take over the court? Probably more. Right? 
So that also puts more at a disservice because more is going to be shoved into the into the thing where she's got to deal with daddy all the time. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to be in a position of power over dad. Like that's that's a cascading issue. That's true. That impacts at least half a dozen people, if not the entire court and therefore the entire continent. What an irresponsible <laughs> Yeah, and I it would be totally terrible to tell Feyre about that in advance so you could possibly make a contingency plan and have some, like, you know, <laughs> control over the last moments of your life. But I won't go on that any longer. Um, it's fine. It's Sarah, fine. <laughs> we have some words for Agatar, but maybe we'll get there one day. What about what about you, Purple? Do you have, like, a least favorite, a favorite? Like, what what are you feeling? My, my least favorite, I want to say that it's it's Archer. Okay. Because he came out the woodwork fucking lying. Yeah. And I, I don't fuck with a liar. Um you like Nehemia? Sorry. Excuse me, 911. Fight <laughs> <Bite> me. <laughs> Nehemia came out the gate as a liar too. Oh, um, my. oh you don't get in my car. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Wow. Listen, listeners, I need you to roast cuddle. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Send me DMs. Blue Crama, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, wherever it is, and I will read them in the next podcast. Watch, they all agree with you. I'm going to make a wow. t-shirt that says Nehemia's the real BBG. <laughs> no! no! Bro, literally, uh, literally, get the police out. are on their way. I'm on my way over. Sorry, Purple. Keep going. I'm sorry. So, um, my My favorite is oh my god oh okay i remember uh so i have i have a favorite and i have an honorable mention okay honorable mention i think has to go to reina goldsmith because that was a mm-hmm. boss ass way to fucking go like i'm just gonna keep fucking talking telling you about a all ball, the people you man. fucking yeah, and mm-hmm. um so this wasn't just like they worked for years to to 10 years she's she said uh on page 120 at the end of chapter 15 i have worked for 10 years to become famous enough to gain an invitation to this castle so that is that is fucking revenge mm-hmm. of the lifetime literally because she gets dead but yeah god damn like powerful fucking way to go that's my runner up <laughs> That's, a that's your runner-up. Runner up. Okay. <laughs> that's my runner-up. Okay. I think I think my favorite character right now has got to be Philippa. Oh. Because she, in her own way, is already a badass motherfucking bitch. She fucking knows all the tea. She knows all of the things. Does all of the things. Never once questions anything. Never spills any of the tea. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking... Just always there and always on on her side. And I feel like that takes a special kind of somebody to give that kind of dedication and uh, discretion. And, and I just, I think that of all of the people we have been introduced so far in this book series, the one that loves her the most right this exact moment is Philippa. And she doesn't want anything from her. She's just, she's just there taking care of everything. And I, I feel like that really deserves recognition because 
she's never going to get it anywhere else. <laughs> Fair enough. If, if, if uh, I'm not, but if I was doing Bay of the Day, Philippa <laughs> would be Bay of the Day. Yeah, that's fair. So what do you guys think that, like, the overall theme of this book so far is? I know before we've had a couple of different ideas. What would you say, so of the book and then of the series? I mean, I still agree that there's still the uh, overall theme of, freedom and its importance and that's why nehemia tried to get selena to fight for other people's freedom not just her own <clears throat> but uh <laughs> i think that that's a theme throughout the entire uh holy text if you will as far as anything but from this particular section nothing really maybe, <laughs> maybe this is a problematic theme that i'm picking up but maybe the uh hey man <laughs> sometimes people gotta die to incite some social change no, i'm just playing i'm just playing uh. So sometimes it's okay to fuck everything up, and that's good. Maybe that's the unless theme. you're redecorating someone's room, then well, maybe don't fuck up everything up. No, <laughs> I think it's more about loyalty, loyalty and to consistency. What? Figure out where your loyalties lie, mm, and then staying consistent to them. Also, communication. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> it's a nice. We, idea. I think we have a talk with sarah and be like mm. look man <laughs> you want to have a talk got... about communication skills yeah I don't know if it's gonna work it's a nice idea <laughs> here i was just gonna say that um you know sex and which is fade to black anyway but... why is it really black <laughs> we're really uh diving in deep here mm-hmm. <laughs> sex <laughs> listen yeah. I need details. Yeah. Page 201. You know, like ugh, chapter 24. They're they're yeah. they're going into a closet like I so who well, t- like pray. how? Tell me more. I I want to know more. Are we going like is first of all, is this like uh 10 things I hate about you going into a closet? Or <laughs> is this more like dead of vipers going into a closet? Like I need to know what kind of what is I happening? need to know how they yeah. wedged a broom beneath the handle. It's probably like one of those because um, the handle is like I, how does that doesn't make any sense. It was a knob. Well, then so, how would that make it? I just not... Listen, <laughs> listen. <It> doesn't matter. <laughs> fade to black. Fine. <laughs> the the details are blurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah does it smell like cleaning supplies <laughs> yeah what maybe kind the theme... of cleaning supplies do they even have <laughs> oh my god maybe the theme so far is you can show violence and gruesome gore and but everything but sex. yeah no that's disgusting um i obviously it's young adult and everything so i'm half kidding but there's also like an irony there for how i view the world and i'm like okay so seeing princess nehemia described as this is fine okay but I, I want to know everything. Yeah. I want to know how big it is. I want to <laughs> know how good he is at it. I want to know who's the top. I want to know who's the bottom. I just feel like, I don't know. I mean, she's a virgin. Are they kinky? Would she like, I know? need to know. I don't know. You know, yeah, it leaves a lot of details, though. I will be honest. I'm really glad I didn't have to read an awkward three minutes of that first occurring and her losing Great. her maiden head, so to speak. I will agree uh, I there, would, yeah. <laughs> I would have probably skip that section no matter how steamy it got eventually because how dare you make me read that with my own eyes <laughs> i i have had enough no thank you just read it with the eye of Elen- elena it's fine oh my god <laughs> on that note um 
I do have one slight unanswered question. Okay. I have two. About the Eye of Elena. Oh. Like the oh, one in the actual um, tomb? Or like left or right or <laughs> <laughs> the third eye, uh, if you will. No, um, so she she's so dead set on the necklace being, you know, the thing. But like mm-hmm. What about the sword? Because didn't that say, like, you see truth because of the sword or whatever? Yeah, there was some mention of truth and, like, the symbol. The Being able to be. see it. So yeah. why didn't she fucking try something with the sword instead of just being set on it being the necklace? Because she was like, man, I can't spend more than 20 minutes on this. I got to go get laid. Well, she would be terrible in an escape room. So <laughs> to, I mean, to be fair, she's more of an assassin than she is a puzzle master. I mean, that's probably true. But I can see that being an answer question. What about you, Cuddle? Do, do you guys think that when they're looking in and they're seeing the wall, I thought that was like the wall of another room. That's how I read that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I read it. <laughs> you think well. that other room is dungeon with the iron door? Where the quote unquote rat is. Rat. Yes, where the rat is. Rathew, if you will. Yes, Rathew. Rathew. <laughs> he's a, he's a Gouda boy. <laughs> <laughs> that could be yeah i can see that it'd be interesting it'd be nice i want to know what's going on there so another unanswered question for sure so i have two big unanswered questions the first one is well it's i have a statement and then i have a question that goes along with that statement and that the statement is fuck roland i don't trust him no okay yeah and sure. mostly i don't trust him because of um, their friendship rings, and I want one of the friendship rings. Yeah, they're just like ours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> For all of our listeners here, we we do have uh, um, friendship rings between all three of us. Yeah, and they're they're awesome because they say you know straighten your crown, you're a badass. But mm-hmm. listen, why why do they have friendship? I want to say bracelets. I want to have a friendship bracelet. Like I. That's so cool. Like they kind of stole our our thing, and that's a little annoying. But I don't trust Roland as far as I can throw him. Rude, yeah, rude, rude. Second thing is, other other than the friendship friendship rings, I think we got a lot of information on Dorian's little family. Uh huh. And if you turn to page one seventy six, one seventy seven in the scripture, chapter twenty two. It talks about how Dorian is going through his genealogical records, Mm -hmm. and he finds that he is um, part of the Galathinius line, Mm -hmm. and pretty sure we have stated that that's probably going to be the heir, which who is Selena. So they're fucking related. No, and they knew each other. That's not how I took it because it says uh, Elena is the um, the daughter of Terrasin's first king. So that's a whole different kingdom, right? Right. But that lady Elena mm-hmm. hooked up with Dorian's ancestor Gavin and started their family line. Gavin Hevilliard, Dorian so, Hevilliard. Yeah. So Elena is like his great 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 grandma. Uh huh. Right. But you have the Galathinius line, which is King Brannon 
and Elena happens to be a branch on that tree, but there is other branches, right? Which would mean, technically, if I'm not mistaken, they're like great, 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 great cousins. If I'm <laughs> wow. right. Well, great, that's great, actually, great cousins. That actually means that they could probably get married then. Well, he does. As so then as, he like, also says shit is concerned. that he knew the 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 heir, Aelin. He met her once, right? Met her, yeah. And she was precocious, wild, uh, and then sent her nasty, brutish older cousin on him in order to teach Dorian a lesson for spilling tea on her dress. So I would love to know who Adian is. Yeah. Or Adi, 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 Adian? Adian? Adian. Whatever. How much you want to bet that Dorian and fucking Selena slash... Lillian slash Alentia <laughs> slash <Alentia> slash <laughs> potentially possibly probably Aelin were like childhood best friends not really and that bothers me it does say it does say that like what would she have been my wife and I was like no she's with the- kale <laughs> well they break up like a minute later so yes I still don't know if I really ship her with Dorian either, but we'll see. But yeah, that'd be interesting. The uh, the older cousin. I almost... Okay, I hate this too. Uh, but what if that's not actually like a relative? Because sh- she never mentions it either. Um, I almost would like... Because I don't hate the trope of like, the, oh my god, we met once as kids, blah, blah. Like, that's cute. And like, mm-hmm. that can be used in a lot of different like romance things, you know, cross genres. Uh, but I like the old, like, I like the protector idea. It, as long as it's not her actual blood first cousin, I just feel like we would have probably, I don't know, acknowledged that at some point. I wonder if the age difference actually tr- tracks, though, because didn't he say she was like six? Uh, let's see. I have the chapter oh. open here. And then she was eight whenever her parents got got. Well, that makes sense. He uh, he met her once. I'm sorry. In, on page 177, just uh, that same little section, mm-hmm. he had met her once in the days before her kingdom became a charnel house. So a charnel house. I don't know, but the memory was hazy, precocious, wild. A uh, vault or building where human skeletal remains are stored. Oh, okay. Well, that's a fucked up way to say that, but okay. <laughs> so. So does that mean that it was days before her parents got got? So she was eight. So she should definitely super duper remember this. Unless she were saying that she like legit blocked out her entire eight years old previous. Well, that's um, trauma, baby. Because of the, the dead parent thing. Because you're, you're, I mean, if we're going with actual human brain she's, functions she's, like you start having long-term memory develop at like age five so there's at least three years of memory that she should have i'm not it seeing says, where it says her age that was like six i'm not well, seeing any numbers she's 18 now uh-huh. 10 years ago her parents died which would have been eight right and <clears throat> um this says days before her kingdom became gross and uh, full of dead people so that would mean that she's probably about eight, if we're assuming it's the same person. Perhaps. Perhaps. I just think where it says, like, he met her once in the days, yada, yada. Like, that doesn't mean 
I don't think that means literally like in the days, like in the week of. I think that means like in the age. Mm. In that time. I didn't take that as a literal. Like a turn of phrase. Yeah. yeah. Not so much uh, in in the literal like three days before uh, they were massacred. I took that like the better days, the good old days kind of. And that leaves yeah. it a little bit more open for that kind of time frame and that kind of memory. And But I wouldn't be surprised at the same time if Selena did block that out because uh, trauma. Yeah. So that could very much be. But I, I took it a little less literally, I guess. But that's definitely an unanswered question, this whole section, really. Like, how... Okay, is she the heir? Probably pretty sure she is. Um, what's going on there? Have they met before? Does she remember that? Like, who is this cousin? Like, there, there's a lot going on here. I I still want to know, personally, um, for Princess Nehemia, what exactly got her from Chapter 25, Sacrifice vibes to um where we find her because <laughs> in my head i'm like okay like the king's involved this queen is involved so did she die ahead of time because she knew the king was going to kill her and then again he decimated her body like posthumously as almost like a calling card to like be like selena i know what you're doing like is that like a i don't know they might never address it again. It might kind of be over um, as far as like the exact details in that type of sense. Um, not really the loss or the grief, but I think that's one of my questions. It's just like, wait, so what happened? Did she have to die like that? Did she like die beforehand? Was Elena there? Like, was she involved? Like, what? Mm. What's going on there? Just give me point A to point B <laughs> in that moment <laughs> and I'll be okay. One one other thing that really um, stands out to me that that I'm I don't know I'm leaning into mm-hmm. is on page two oh nine, chapter twenty six, right in the beginning. This is whenever they're doing the hunt mm-hmm. thing. Um, they're talking about the king. Whenever he says you're distracted today, Captain, the king said as he emerged from between the trees, mm-hmm. he was massive. The king's size always surprised Carol for some reason. So. I mean, it, it mentions a few times in here and in in chapters previous and in the last book. It keeps mentioning that this is like a a he's a, he a big boy, he a big dude, he he's bigly. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder if their friendship rings and their nefarious goings on um, are making him his big boyness like Kane was. Yeah, I can see that. Didn't Cain consume people to get big? Didn't he feed them to the Ritterac and then use the power for the Ritterac to gain that muscle? I don't think he himself consumed it. Well, they're messing with all sorts of Did the king nefarious goings on. To get her word mark skills, like instead of physical strength. I mean, though I he has feel been like people though. So I just feel like doing your homework would probably be more effective. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. There's another thing that we haven't quite thought of. Sure. <laughs> Maybe he works out. It's it's <laughs> it's called part to the queen's arrow. So I have an interpretation for that. For me, I, I was just going to ask a bunch of questions. And it might not be what I think it is at all. <laughs> but I kind of interpreted that as like the queen is involved some way of the sacrifice with Nehemia, right? And I think she's using that to set Selena's course. So Selena is the queen's arrow. And that is the metaphorical pulling of the string and setting her on that path. 
Maybe. Oh, oh, wait, no. The dude's name is literally Archer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boom, I cracked the code. You're welcome. Nice try, Sarah. <laughs> we got your number. Yeah, that, that's how I interpreted it. Like, she's... He's going to throw something. <laughs> and it's going to belong to the queen. Done. Case closed. Mm-hmm. Book over. I win. So this I am day of the day. <laughs> this book is called Crown of Midnight. Yeah. We haven't really even talked about crowns, really. Well, what's your face had a crown? John Wick. Baba Yaga. So I'm interested to see how we're going to weave in this idea of the crown of midnight. So that way the title makes sense. Mm -hmm. The title of the next book is Air of Fire. So I feel like we might not even really get a resolution to the identity until either the very end of this book or in the third book. Because that... Kind of would make sense to me thinking of air, you know, and we're talking about the air of Galathinius line. So that might be where third book comes into play. But I have no idea where this crown of midnight ideas come. We're two thirds of the way through the book. So unless we're in true Sarah fashion, going to be diving head first <laughs> into some crazy shit. Is, yeah. this, is this where she develops this habit? Last hundred pages go crazy. What was the uh, crown that um, John Wick was wearing? Stars. Crown of stars. I guess that could be midnight when stars are out. Did you guys have anything that Um, you... Go ahead. Really quick. If you go back to chapter 11, uh, page 85, it says, Aelin Galathinius is dead, she breathed. Archer shook his head. They don't think so. They say she's alive and that she's raising an army against the king. She's looking to reestablish her court to find what's left of King Orland's inner circle. Mm-hmm. Do, do we think that maybe these people, because now Archer, knowing what we know now, do we think that, that they thought it was Nehemia? That they thought Nehemia was the heir of Because Nehemia, Nehemia was raising the army. She was looking to establish the court. Well... I think she was doing that knowingly, trying to pass it on to Selena. I think I think she probably figured out who she was. But do yeah, these I people think it was, like on her it, behalf? So they don't know that it's it's uh, Selena Gomez. They they just know that Nehemia knows the person. Do we think it's Selena? We don't actually know for sure. True. Oh, we know for sure. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty we're pretty damn sure, but that's right. true. We don't have actual confirmation yet. <sighs> Princess Nanana was doing it for Selena Gomez on Selena Gomez's behalf, but Archer doesn't know that Selena Gomez is the person. He's just saying, hey, guess what? I'm friends with Princess Nanana, who is friends with. Okay, hold on. I have have the perfect sentence to throw it in your guys' (laughs) faces that Nehemia is actually a bad guy. Look off. So, same page a little bit later on. It says Nehemia had sworn to never lie to her. If she'd known anything, she would have said it. Communication. Yeah. Booyah. Selena's gullible. Anything. And she was literally talking to her about it that morning. She didn't lie to I'm, her. She just excluded lying? information. That's omission. That's not lying. 
I'm a little I... sad that the clock doesn't scream anymore. Now it chimes. Maybe it'll come back. <laughs> Where was the um, um, creepy thing in the hallway? Was that even this book? That was before this section. So I think chapter 12, 13. If I remember right. Nope. Page 43. Okay. I wanted to see what... Because what I'm also noticing since was Dorian... Was it described as ancient? <laughs> Dorian had made things cold. Okay. Right? Or at least every time magic is mentioned, it gets cold. Or even every time magic is hinted. Or when Dorian's around, it's cold. Mm -hmm. I was just curious to see... If in well, this he's section. not the heir of fire. Yeah, I don't... Um, I'm not seeing anything talk about... Oh, no, it says with the chill tonight. Smoke and shadow. Later on, when we got more information from Baba Yaga, I kind of assumed this was one... How she said, like, some fae were, like, stuck, like, in their half-animal forms or oh. animal forms. That's kind of what I... When I went back, I was like, oh, I think that's probably what this thing is. Dude, how fucking funny it would it be if it was Azrael? Just saying, just putting that out there. I mean, it did sniff her, so probably not. But it would be pretty <laughs> not, funny. Not a big ass. No, it's move. Carol. Whenever she is sad, <laughs> oh my god, he just wants to sniff her. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have a character that you feel like you identified with in this section? The singer. I that's kind of loaded, that's good. but I, but I I feel like if if somebody had seriously wronged me that hard i would like to think that that that's something that i would do i'd play the long game fuck them over as much as possible and then like put it in their face and then die with my head held high sure i like that i, I think that's a really good way to view yourself i think that's a good choice well we know it's not princess no 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 i think i'm gonna have to say selena but i hate that <laughs> for me <laughs> um because personal growth sucks. And yeah. I hate you. <laughs> but you're like hella fast, so it all it all works out. <laughs> and you're the one that they should be afraid of. I yeah, I just I guess I see a lot of her struggle and um you know, I get it. I think that's probably why I dislike Nehemia so much, at least in this section, because, you know, it's like she's going through a lot and I can understand going through a lot and having a lot on your plate and trans having to transport yourself to another place to do horrible things and, and I don't know. I I guess I just get it and um mm -hmm. it sucks. And then having to be like, drop everything and help me. It's like, bitch, I'm going through enough. So I think probably her. Sure. Uh, I don't I'm think actually... of myself as the main character. <laughs> <laughs> you give us such right. character energy. That was my opinion on Selena. I will say it doesn't reflect on you. Uh, and I will say I also pick Selena as my character I most identified with as well. A uh, little bit different section, and it's more of a smaller point. Um, though I've definitely needed to be called out on my bullshit before. So yeah, I, I'll lump that in there. And this is more of like, obviously the context. This is chapter 32, about page 247 in the Holy Scripture. And the fact at the very end there, she is repeating Nehemia's last conversation with her to herself, right? You are nothing more than a coward. So Selena didn't get out of bed that day and she didn't get out of it the next or the next or the mm. next. 
That's something that a lot of our neurodivergent mm. spicy friends can probably relate to as far as the um, the depression, this the resting all day, the hiding within yourself. The idea that we have seen Selena's love language be acts of service and quality time. And the main way that she's hurting herself in this sense is like just to deprive herself of those things, to isolate herself and to become depressed and lay in bed all day. Um, unfortunately, is a very relatable thing. You know, she's guzzling down sedatives. She's, you know, going through all this. And, and I feel like, uh, unfortunately, again, being in that depressive episode, being someone who has to take something to help deal with the pain, which I don't advocate for, please find healthy ways, you know, to try and deal with that. There are, there are other options than, uh, as Sarah says, guzzling down sedatives. But I think a lot of us can relate to that, that scenario. So... I picked Selena on that emphasis. I was like, girl, we both sad. (laughs) 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 So uh, I know we, um, oh, sorry. Purple, did I cut you off? Did you have one you identified with? You already said the songwriter. Never mind. Oh, yeah. No, I I said the the singer person. Just because of of the dedication to the cause and um, just the the pride in carrying it through. It, It just speaks to me. 100%. I do have an extremely strong desire to lecture every <laughs> single character in this book that does not communicate with each other. Like, I just, I just yeah. want to smack them in the face and be, and just be, just, just fucking communicate. God damn it. <laughs> fucking communicate. Sounds a bitches. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. Not really any standout, but it's just like everybody. It's like, can you just please... <laughs> Just talk to each other. Dear gods, if you (laughs) don't make me come in there. (laughs) Enters the entire universe. What do you think, Cuddle? Fucking Mort. (laughs) You want to lecture Mort? For not being helpful? If you could just, you know, say things that were helpful, the book would go a lot faster. (laughs) Stop being fucking cryptic. Yeah. Maybe one day. You mean you want him to communicate? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm predicting for the rest of the book that um, that's not going to (laughs) happen. I I think Kale and Selena will never recover. I think everyone's communication will only get worse. I <laughs> I think we're getting to a boiling no. point <laughs> where like Dorian's not communicating the magic thing. Like a lot is happening. So uh, those are kudos, my mains. Kudos to Dorian, by the way, for not completely rejecting it. Like he what? did in the beginning was more scared of it, but mm-hmm. I think now he's seeking answers, and um, that takes that takes balls. It takes guts. Yeah. So Bro. especially. Hmm. especially in the thing and he's basically just been like yeah fuck my dad bro and while i don't trust that dorian has his support of the cousin is mm-hmm. uh fuck that guy yeah um he's not the I, best judge of character no <laughs> he doesn't like him but no I think, but he was like yeah i guess he's an okay guy he's been standing by me this whole time it's a cautious optimism i think ew that's just no well i i want to see dorian happy you know like i mean i don't want him to be unhappy 
I don't, no. don't want to be stupid. The character you call Prince Douchery, you're like all for them to have happy <laughs> ending. <laughs> not, not with Selena Gomez. Okay. Well, they can get married now. They're establishing the no. royal lineage. No. Ooh. No. Okay, marriage. Okay, marriage as a teenager when you just lost your virginity like three months ago. I'm just kidding. I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe though. Um, but I don't think I don't think Dorian or Kale are for her. So I she just marry herself. <laughs> I don't have any idea what the rest of the book is going to look like. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy. Like, I have no idea what the major plot points are going to be, what kind of conflicts they're going to look. I know they're going to try to talk about um, the death, you know, of Nehemia some more. But I and I know Kale is going to have to at some point confront Selena. Selena. But other than those two things, I have no idea what the rest of the book even has in it. Yeah. Yeah, this is getting right into that. Uh, if you guys have, uh, any of our listeners have read through Sarah J. Mass before, you know that those last couple chapters, those last hundred pages just become an absolute landslide of, you can't put the book down. Things are happening way too quickly. It's very chaotic. So we're, we're getting into that territory for sure. But it's almost hard I, to predict what things specifically they're going to yeah. go and do cause, and what they're going to save for future books. Because yeah. I can see her saving most of those things for future books. So right. like, I don't actually know what we're going to talk about in this one. There's like four other books after this, I believe, as far as I yeah. think Assassin's Blade is a prequel. So as far as further on, there's only four more books, really. But so she's got to spread that out over four books. So I, yeah, at this point, all I know I is know. that uh, R.I.P. your boy, Kale. Um, R.I.P. that relationship. <laughs> Uh, shit happens. Purple, did you have a prediction? I, I do, but I want to know what you guys think before I disclose it. In the scriptures on page 225, Mm -hmm. this is whenever they're in the warehouse and she is, you know, like, you know, talk me into not killing you. The old man who had exposed his face to her was staring with a mixture of awe and disbelief. And she wondered what sort of monster she looked at that moment. But when he noticed her attention, he bowed his head to her and left with the others, taking that impulsive brash guard with him. What do you guys make of this uh, little paragraph? That could lead into like the whole magical transformation-y kind of, like a rage transformation kind of moment. It could. It definitely could. She could just have a face that says, I'm not fucking around today. And he was like, all right, well, peace. Watch that be like a guy from the Terrace in court who recognizes <laughs> her. her. Yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, it would be I was thinking that he magic. recognized her for being the heir. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like because we actually got Ooh. a description of him on uh, 230 or 223, sorry, saying okay. that uh, he pulled off his hood and mask. To reveal a face that matched his ancient voice. There's that word again. <laughs> Short cropped white hair, laugh lines along his mouth with crystal clear gray eyes that were wide with pleading. Probably That's... like her uncle or something. Or maybe like another like a distant family. Okay. Do we think that's possibly her cousin? No. No, Ooh. I don't. Okay, here's why I don't think that, because I was actually super excited. Okay. So it says on page 177, when uh, we were talking about uh, Dorian in looking at the genealogical records. Right. Yes. And he was remembering that he met Aelin Galathinius once upon a time. Mm-hmm. And then he started talking about the cousin. 
right? So he says at the very bottom of 177, of course, as fate would have it, her cousin wound up being or becoming Adian Ashriver, his father's prodigy general and the fiercest warrior in the North. He'd met him a few times over the years, or a few times over the years, and at each encounter with the haughty young general, he'd gotten the distinct impression that Adian wanted to kill him. I think that the big swishy swoosh boy, uh, ang- angry, is Adian, her fucking cousin. Well, wouldn't he have recognized her? Maybe that's why he stared at her in awe. Like, maybe he did recognize her, but not after a while. I mean, he hasn't seen her since she was eight. It'd probably take a second. Yeah, that's probably true. Do you look the same as you did when you were eight? <laughs> exactly the same. Exactly uh, the, the same, same height. The Literally same. the person is the same. Literally yeah. the exact same. But they said that he was, because they were, they, Kale took the time to describe him, right? Mm-hmm. So they described the, the, him as, they said he was intelligent. 223. <clears throat> no, 222. Mm-hmm. Guarded no, and taunting him all day. Remind, I'm going back nearby. to 217. Oh. Yeah, the chapter before. <clears throat> oh, where Kale describes him. When Kale describes him. Oh, you mean the section here where he says by his voice he could have been anywhere from 20 to 40? Yeah, I that part. But he also <laughs> describes him as, because he says a coward or a pragmatist. A so warrior. then to 18, he says, not an uneducated warrior then. Someone was schooling if he could have vocabulary like that, which would have happened for someone who was of royal blood. Then... He also says one of them, tall, with two swords crossed over his back, approached. Even though his face was obscured, Kale recognized him by his weapons as one of the men who had beaten him earlier. He was a warrior. Kale could tell by the way he moved. Maybe he's a love interest. Uh, but he says that he hated royals. So does Selena. Mm-hmm. Maybe specific royals. Mm. Oh. The ones who killed his family. Yeah, and she does describe him as an old man, but he says 20 to 40, so that's a very tall, or tall. there's a very large range. Interesting. So maybe, because on um, whenever the old guy goes away, he took the guard with him, so maybe that is one of her her family members, and like that's maybe. his dad or something, it's yeah. like her uncle. Yeah. yeah. So oh I think that those two people are going to be related. That That's my prediction. I think those two are related to her in some way. And that was why Princess Nanana was, was talking about bringing back that specific court. And cause she, she didn't even talk about like raising up her own people. She's talking about their specific court. She says that several times where she's like, their court, their court. Mm-hmm. If they, if their court was still around, not like, no, no, we're really awesome. We can do this ourselves. So I feel like she was piecing together, like her, you family? know, her family, her, her relations and bringing them together. And I wonder how many of those she just murdered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my bad. I'm family literally reunions. covered in, in my own <laughs> family reunions. <laughs> it could be. I, I I don't imagine she has a shit ton of family just because uh, it seems like our parents go and then obviously the kingdom's kind of taken over. I mean, obviously people could have scattered, though. But wouldn't have someone, I don't know, 
been next in line, but I guess the whole kingdom was taken at that point, so. Yay. Do we think Archer is a member of her family? No. Or was he just connected? I think he was just working with uh, Nehemia. I suppose he's part of her assassin family. Sure. What about assassin daddy? Yeah, when are we seeing him? I want to see him so bad, dude. I I just need I just need more. Yeah. I mean, like I think right now at the, after we've talked about all of these things, the biggest weight on, on my mind blue. Uh-huh. I need the bay of the day. <laughs> the bay of the day, huh? Cuddle's most anticipo- anticipated section of the podcast here. I got to go. I got somewhere to be. <laughs> I mean, I could be right here. I could pick uh, Baba Yellow Legs for you. Queen. <laughs> Braces, Queen. No. <laughs> Maybe Bay of the Day Wick. is the random old man, slash, who's not old, who's somewhere between 20 and 40. <laughs> no, but actually, uh, well, you yeah, know, well, in her honor. Right now, with that age range being called old. <laughs> to an 18 year old. Sorry, 19 year old. She's 19 right now. That would be what she would probably consider old, unfortunately. Hence being ancient. All that she's really seeing in her rage is fucking white hair. So I think she's just like, wow, old. And it's like, no, he might just have white hair. Like, he he might not actually be old. um, Because she doesn't really get a clear look at him. But, um, you know, we have to give it to Nehemia. It's probably the last time we're ever going to be able to. Unless she somehow faked it. (laughs) What, being Uh, in pieces? Yeah, ribbons, one magic might say. or something, <laughs> something like that. But yeah, I, I think she gets bay of the day. She's trying her best. You know, she's leading a rebellion or was she uh, she she genuinely cared about the common people and the majority and uh, how many people have become victims in the system rather than, you know, maybe like one or two other characters. Um, yeah. You know, and I think that's I think that's a pretty. <laughs> Pretty good trait for a royal, for a princess. That's probably uh, probably priority number one. Uh, plus, she just is hot. What? I mean, for a while. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> Not now. No. <laughs> no, it's art, remember? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but she, uh, I mean, at one, I know we joked half on and off, but we're like, is Selena going to kiss Nehemia? Why are we looking at each other intently? Like, why are things going? Um, so Nehemia has always been a baddie. Mm. But. You know, since it's since it's my bay of the day, cuddle. I'm sorry to do it to you, but Nehemia, she's that she's that bitch. She's that. Does girl. she take the cake? A piece of it. <laughs> Maybe a piece of our pieces. hearts. I hate it here. <laughs> All right, Maybe baby. the real bay of the day are the friends we've made along the way. Oh I'm gonna God. make a bay of the day T-shirt, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make a Nehemia's the BBEG. I'm going to make that as a t-shirt. So everyone listening. Quoted by Blue. (laughs) Absolutely do not check out Dual Minds Co. on Instagram, um, where these hateful designs are spread. Um, In all seriousness, though, these two have been making some wonderful designs. There's a lot of Akatar-themed stuff. There's a lot of... uh, uh, thrown a glass theme things as far as uh, planner sheets, um, different clothing pieces that they used to work really hard on. Um, so always want to shout out Dual Minds Co. on Instagram because Cuddle and Purple have been putting in that work. 
Um, otherwise, uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. This has been Smutty Scriptures, and we're reading Crown of Midnight, the second Throne of Glass novel, uh, to chapter 34. The next episode, we are going to be diving into basically the rest of the book, which should be about chapter 55. Um, so this book will have about three episodes total. Um, you'll see updates, and you'll see that I'm posting this and giving you all notifications on the Blue Cromwell Instagram and Twitter pages. Uh, which is probably... Oh, 56 chapters. Nice. But that's probably where you've heard of this podcast in the first place. <laughs> so by all means, keep looking there for updates. And we just want to thank you guys again for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Church is a joy. Amen. 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 <laughs>